As the Black Eyed Peas said after they realized they made a very cursed track and they went to re-record, <laughs> let's get it started. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on, Jake. I know you just said we need to keep it quick. Yeah. Matt full-on took a swig of Lucky Buddha beer yeah. and burped into his microphone. <laughs> like, like, he's been he's been on one. I, I, he's Okay, here's the thing. Matt's usually the one that holds together our chaos, Jake. Yeah. It's kind of weird that he's coming into this one tipsy when I feel like we're both sober. I Should assume – I know that I'm I am. So, I haven't drank yet, but I will do another round. Well, you Are would we going to get drunk this finale? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, a little bit of Lucky Buddha beer with the evening, wearing my Skeletons Drinking Beer t-shirt. I like, love that. T- I, I was with you when you got that t-shirt. It's you good were, t-shirt. you t-shirt. were. Um, yeah, so let's get it started in here, as Jake uh, said. Yeah, I said such a good joke, and you just burped in the middle of I it. I'm actually really <laughs> just realized like, that this is episode 100, and I started it with Wow. Yeah, put in some applause, some fake applause, uh, you know? Woo! Yeah. This guy stinks! All right, yeah. Jake, should we get drunk right now? I'll do a shot. It's Sunday. Yeah, but I'm unemployed. I won't do a shot. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do one. I'll be back. You guys, uh, you know, intro us. Yeah, so um, hello and welcome back. <laughs> I don't know why I started it. I'm just going to wait. This episode is utter chaos. It's almost like we haven't been doing this for a hundred episodes. I decided I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what I interrupted and I apologize, but I feel like it's spiritual, uh, you know, comeuppance for Matthew interrupting me before. Uh, I have decided that I'm busting out something special for the hundredth episode. I have in my hand a very cursed gift that was uh, forced upon me in... Sour pickle vodka. It's yeah. just, Jake, why are you... Why? Because I love you guys, and I love that we've no, done but, 100 episodes of this. But, okay, you should celebrate with something good. Don't punish yourself. No, well, come on. It's for the... It's for the Jake, what are you, a Catholic? Catholic? It's podcast. It's for the that podcast. That was a good joke, though. Thanks, man. Thanks. Wait, what, what was the joke? I said, what are you, a Catholic? Uh, we've been doing good jokes, but we've been good, talking yeah. over them. <laughs> Zinger, zingers only this time, and only if we're talking over them. Zingers um, okay. that we can fix and post. That's Welcome the to the Tough Cut true. Podcast. I'm Alex. Whoa, whoa. No, no, <laughs> no. I was letting Jake do his thing. Okay, but no, okay. No, no, no. Off the record, off the record, we have 52 minutes. We're good, we're good. Um, we have 49 now. Yeah, we're good. Hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast, and I'm Matthew. I'm still Alex. Jake is taking a shot. Uh, <coughs> I'm Jake. And Jake, that was a... Jakers. Jakers. Sorry, I'm Jakers. Jakers. Um, he did a pickleback all in one. I think that, like, and fermented. Ew. That's disgusting. Um, and today we are... <sighs> Farmers. <laughs> We're doing the finale to our Oscars bracket. Um, Oscar season part four. Woo! Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we are talking everything everywhere all at once versus Barbarian. Who would have thought? Uh, Not me. Yeah. And you know what? Here's what I'll say. Audience, we asked you, is there anything that we missed? Because before we get into the matchup, we've got to talk honorable mentions. It's true. And sometimes y'all suck. But you guys did. You guys gave a bear. I was actually very proud of the submissions that we have received. So shout out to the audience. I can't wait to get into them. Uh, spoiler warning, both for the matchup and for just these ones coming up. We'll probably maybe be spoiling something in 
some of these movies, and they just came out last year, so very, very evident, very recent. Uh, don't get them spoiled, or do. I don't... Ah, that pickle is really not settling well. <laughs> um, I'm fighting for my life over here. Um, yeah, so so that's it for now, and then, you know... Yeah, boys, who wants to go first? Let's give one of ours. Let's let's be selfish. Matthew, I, I think you should take it away. Okay. Sure. Um... <laughs> Wait, did you say you were gonna go, Alex? Yeah, that's okay. Mac, I'm so Mac sorry. Goes. No, Mac can go. The, I couldn't even see it, but the tone of your okay was like, "Oh shit, he totally said." Hey, that's again, my bad. Hopefully, we'll fix it in post because we gotta come off as a team, guys. We are a team. A hundred episodes. We're falling apart <laughs> at this, at literally at the seams. What's that mean? That's- um. Yeah. So I, I am <laughs> on record, ostensibly having said that. Um. A movie I almost put in the bracket was All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I am a big fan of the original novel. um, And I thought the film adaptation did some nice twists to that. And (laughs) unlike my other actual picks for the bracket, um, All Quiet on the Western Front did pretty well at the actual Oscars. So good that you didn't pick it because we don't want to celebrate that. Am I right? Just kidding. That's God, so that'd be true. so cringe. Imagine. Could you imagine? Ooh, imagine voting for the movie that has a bunch of Oscar wins instead of the little, you know, darling shooting her way under the watchful eye of the Academy. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. But yeah, I mean that's still one that I want Spoilers to see. For what? The Oscars? No, for for our <laughs> matchup at the end, you bastard. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. No, but I that's still one I haven't seen. So you know, I feel like you've talked about it enough that yeah, I'm it, just it gonna is... have to wait for us to have a war movie bracket, and then we'll <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I would kind of be feasting on a war. A war movie, movie bracket. bracket could be good. Could be good. It'd be sad. I'll make you guys watch Seven Samurai again. <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty down for that. Yeah, I mean, I love Seven Samurai. Because so people be will be like war movies, and they're going to expect you to put, I don't know, Hex like Angry Birds. Oh, that is technically a war movie. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I'm kind of talking myself into <laughs> a war movie bracket. I would pick the war with Grandpa. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Alex, what about you? What was one of your favorite films of the last year? Yeah, I mean, there were a couple that I was pretty close to picking. Um. One that I didn't pick for boring reasons is The Batman, which is a wonderful movie. I very much enjoyed it, but um, we talked about it a couple brackets ago. It was in the long movie bracket. That didn't stop Matt from doing RRR, but it stopped me. Yeah, and you know what? One of us is a villain. Yep, and we'll it's never Matthew. tell you who. Um, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I totally, I, I agree on the Batman front. I mean, it, it genuinely is a great uh, movie. I think it was one of the better ones of last year. Definitely one of the most enjoyable ones I saw in the theater last year. Uh, and it did get snubbed for a bunch of stuff as well. I, I think mm-hmm. that you know, uh, I I know that comic book movies, you know, is is a weird topic for people, especially like in theaters and all that. But I do think there are certain comic book movies that have that have showcased just how good the genre can be. And I think the Batman is definitely uh, one of those movies. So. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the, one. And the audience for, agrees with you. The audience they, definitely they said that multiple times. Honorable mention, yeah. Yeah. What I will say is the, the longer I've cooked on the Batman and kind of like sat and thought about it, I think the more I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say that I gave it an uncharitable view when we talked about it in the long bracket. Um, 
I just think that, you know, it's worth calling out that I feel like it's grown on on me even more than the strong impression it originally gave, especially when you consider it to how stinky Marvel's been recently. It's been so bad. Wow, wow. I mean, DC hasn't been better. Let's be let's be completely <laughs> honest. Yeah, we're just saying the Batman specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Black Adam. Number one movies in the world. Wow. Uh, do you do, uh, there's no there's not like a metric movies just get to say that it seems like i mean some movies get to say that i feel like if you're like mrs harris goes to paris i don't think they're <laughs> saying that no judgment <laughs> to mrs harris goes to paris. honestly ambitious marketing uh ploy if mrs harris goes to paris tried it you know <laughs> the number one movie <laughs> do they buy an ad after the super bowl <laughs> <They're just> like... <laughs> imagine if it was like um you have to get it on some kind of technicality. So it's like the number one movie in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because your lead producers from Wichita, they have their families <laughs> watching it over and over. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, <laughs> one of mine that genuinely, I think, also got snubbed for obvious reasons that I easily could have put in this bracket was Nope. Uh, I think Nope was a really tight, really great movie. Um, I will stand by that fact. I think the sound design was insane. I think the performances were insane. It was another tight entry by Jordan Peele. Uh, the audience also pitched it. Uh, shout out audience for that one. Um, and again, cause it was, you know, kind of straight up horror, you know, Academy said, absolutely not. So that's always a bummer. I, I went for barbarian instead for kind of my horror pick. Cause I thought it was a bit more fun. Um, but Nope would have been equally, equally amazing pick here. Do you think it would have nope would have made its way to the finals? I don't do you think know. The chaos dude. of Bullet Train would have taken it down. Hmm, which one has Joey King? Um. I, <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, uh, just another one I'll throw out for myself. Yeah. Um, just a movie I think I had a lot of fun with. Sort of similar to the the vibe of like Bullet Train was just fun. Barbarian was just fun. Um, the menu. Yeah, that was oh, on my short I really list. Liked I the did menu, like yeah. it. I think it stumbled in its third act, which is ultimately what like what, shunned me away. away. Yeah. Um, but I I genuinely liked it. Give me Ray Fiennes being a weird little dude any day of the week. Like, oh, he's on. great. Love Ray. Fiennes. Not that little. I can beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I want to beat up Ray Fiennes, but like, if hey, he squared up to me, the, I could beat the him. Next up. era of influencer boxing. <laughs> Yeah. It's just Jake repeatedly <laughs> fighting Ray Fines until he wins. <laughs> until I win. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a long creator clash. Um, no, I, I could take him. I think we have similar builds. I think he's for sure more built than you, Jake. No. I'm sorry. I'm no. going to say it. No, I think we have similar builds. Don't look up Ray Fines jacked. What are you doing? <laughs> like, that's obviously going to sway your. I mean, that's, you know, it's my autofill. I think he's just like. A skinny, tall little dude who's a weirdo. I think that's, you know. Mm. Yeah, there are not a lot of hits on uh, I photos of him being jacked. I genuinely think we have the same build. I don't know what I don't know what your image of me is. That's something we need to discuss <laughs> off air, but you know. Jake. Jake, you're sickly. I'm not sickly. He's consumptive. Jake, Jake I'm sickly because of the beginning. Victorian woman. I probably Anyway, <laughs> ambitious joke. Jake, Matt and I have seen your brother's Instagram. We no. know what you could be. I, oh, just because I'm not as jacked as I could be doesn't mean I'm not a part of the Swole Patrol, okay? 
<laughs> oh, sorry, Matthew, do you look confused because you don't know what the Swole Patrol is? Mm, embarrassing. Major cringe. Imagine not knowing about the Swole Patrol. Uh, I have another one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh, God, I was ready. I don't have my list. What? I mean, this is one I've talked about a bunch. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yeah, we also had um, an audience member shout that one out. I saw, and go you, audience member, you rock. Yeah, I mean, I just loved this movie. I had such a good time with it. Um, so many good jokes. I love the premise of, like, doing this, like, musician biopic movie because there have been so many of them lately, I feel like. And then this one is just, like, totally flagrantly ridiculous and obscene and funny. And Yeah. So are you saying it wasn't true? It's not. Can you believe it? Wait. They didn't tell us that before we watched it wait that's a little weird al yankovic story story (laughs) (laughs) dumb Uh. dumb uh yeah i think comedies are definitely overlooked i think that's a big hump for people as well um and horror are like the academy likes to downplay the genre yeah, um, I, yeah, and I remember um, Matthew saying off camera that he do, does think The Hangover Part Two should have been nominated for Best Picture during its year. Um, I thought he said it should have won. Well, I thought that was about Hangover Part Three. Oh, could have been, could have been. Yeah, big, big fan of The Hangover. <laughs> no, he hates over the here. first one, which is a hot opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> uh, I got another honorable mention. No, I'm going to go next. Uh, I think that <laughs> genuinely, I mean, the past year when I was thinking about all my honorable mentions that I didn't pitch here, a, a lot of mine were horror movies. I had a very fun time uh, with horror last year. Um, and one of my favorite ones that I watched uh, that I thought at least deserved some recognition was it's the... That's also on my list. I was going to talk about it. <laughs> but um, X and Pearl, I, I think, deserve some love just because, like, they were just very fun. Um, I just love the premise of it. I think Mia Goth did a great performance. I think the first one, X, was just a very tight story and very fun. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't so much, like, Oscars and all that stuff, but I do think it just... It showed for me that the horror genre is going in such a fun direction, and I'm I'm really I'm here for it. So I really appreciated both those movies, and I'm looking forward to Maxine. Also, the balls of Ty West when shooting X to simultaneously be shooting the sequel, not tell A24, and then when they're done with X, being like, "Oh, hey, by the way, if you want a sequel, I have it shot already under your budget," uh, is pretty fucking badass. Um, lucky him that X was such a hit that they like went for it, but pretty, pretty yeah, that badass. Was, that was going to be like, that's like the one touchstone I'm aware of. Um, as the other horror guy, I have not seen either of these two movies, oh, wow. but I was aware that they both came out within, I don't know, what was it? Like eight months of each other, like in the yeah. same calendar year, mm-hmm. uh, which is wild. Why, genuinely wild. That and I, I thought it was awesome. And so just for that alone, you know me, I love a gimmick with like films and shit like that talk about it all the time uh so definitely i love that like kind of hollywood hollywood tomfoolery so i love those so shout out to those yeah. two movies a little a little a little gimmicky guy yeah um okay i got another one yeah go for yeah, it yeah matthew go for it you haven't gone in a while yeah um so <laughs> the uh the northman 
Yeah, Viking period revenge piece. I saw ads about this one in the movie theater. And then what do you think of the ads? You know, it looked good. You know, it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a movie I was waiting to see on TV at some point. Come on, it's a Scars Guard. It's nope. a Scars Guard. We support the Scars Guard. Yeah, but we I feel do like love our Scars Guards. I feel like I don't know the. I, I don't. I didn't see the movie. It feels like a movie that I would randomly like see. I'm like at my parents' house watching cable, and it's like God, the marketing campaign we like failed this movie. Flip channels. It's like 15 minutes into the movie, and we start watching. And then it just lasts four hours because of the commercials and it becomes the entire night, you know? <sighs> cable's the worst. Yeah, cable's the worst. Good thing we have streaming packages now. I, I will say though, like simultaneously, not to drag us in the cable hole. Um, <laughs> there is something that's kind of nice to just like, I don't know, sometimes have a service pick something for you to watch at times. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That rocks. That's why Matthew texts me randomly and says, hey, can you give me a movie? And I just text him the most cursed thing I could think of. Yeah, he just keeps sending me Paranorman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it eight to ten times because of I eight. keep convincing him that no, 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 it's just a different film named <laughs> Paranorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you watched the French version? (laughs) (laughs) The visuals were all the same, but I couldn't understand a word of it. It's all French to me. It's in French. Love that. Love that so much. Yeah, but I thought the Northman was uh, was pretty good. Um, Yeah, I agree. Marketing. Marketing just fucked that. that, um... I think it would have been funny if we talked about Avatar The Way of Water. I'm going to say it. (sighs) Did you have any? I feel like did you see it? Thank you. None of us saw it. Allies. I feel like if, like in the same way that it was it. funny to make <laughs> Matt watch Bullet Train because of Joey King, I feel like it would have been funny to make Jake watch Avatar the way. But here's Walker. the thing. I don't unironically hate Avatar. Like Matthew genuinely enjoys Joey King. I don't like Avatar. That's just torture for me. For Matthew, it's a guilty pleasure. There's no pleasure I get out of the Avatar franchise. I don't think it's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um how did this end up back at me again because <laughs> we're and good look, at what we okay, do I, again i i am i'm taking the stance i'm review refusing to expand on or explain until we do a joey king bracket <laughs> joey king Wait, bracket. Okay. here's <laughs> circling back circling back jake yeah after watching morbius yeah would you have rather watched avatar the way of water no yes Really? Whoa. Jake saw the promotional image of the Navi with dreads and he was like, I cannot do it. (laughs) I cannot do it. I would rather have Dr. Michael Mobius. I really would. Wow. Would you like that's like actually saying something. Genuinely. If it was like you have to watch a hundred hours of one of these two films, because I know they're different lengths. Which one are you watching a hundred hours of? I I I mean that's a little harder because you'd have to watch Avatar less because it's an eight hour movie for no reason. Um, <laughs> I'm still picking Morbius. I, look, upside wow. you get to see Puma Pants has sex <laughs> like the time. ninety times. I get to dissect what I could be one of those people who breaks down. Here's what happens next in the Sony Marvel universe that's falling apart. Or you um, could make a two and a half hour long video essay that's titled something like "Why Morbius." rocks yeah yeah and i wouldn't why morbius Um, is a masterpiece 
Yeah, I or why why watch Morbius? Look, and yeah. a lot of people have like, Please. and it's not it's not a statement of like I'm going to prove why. It's a question of like why did I watch why? Morbius a hundred times? A lot of people have genuinely come up to me and been like actually pleading with me to watch avatar way of water like people who are like okay <laughs> i'm done with the joke jake like aha so funny can you please just watch it and my instinct is still like no i like i i just don't want to um i only heard bad things about this movie there are people who really like I've heard want great you things. to watch it i have heard i've really? only heard good things i've heard it's long and it's the same movie yeah but matthew the crowd that you hang out with let's be honest you know <laughs> come on yeah they don't like you know critical darlings like everything everywhere instead they're more like a kind of <laughs> underground film like banshees of Inchirin type people right right oh, i thought you were gonna say underground film like avatar the way yeah, of water <laughs> A little, a little indie darling that came yeah, from nowhere. Yeah, a little, a little indie darling that's on track to become the highest grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. I'm sure Avatar: Way of Water is a film. Yeah, right. I mean it is. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, do you want to grab one from our audience? I do actually. I really do because one that I really loved, and honestly, you know, somehow we spent twenty minutes talking about our own honorable mentions, and we got through like six. Well, we—that's good. Usually we like speed through ours, so I'm glad we were passionate about. Them, I do think least. it took us ten minutes to start talking about our honorable mentions. I'm I will so say, sure. uh, one one person's a, <laughs> a big dummy. You know, I love our audience, but we gotta we gotta smack their hands sometimes. They pitched a movie that came out in 2021. Um, Ooh, dummy. And that's Shame. that's the Phantom Shame. of the Open. Uh, yes, yes. Which, honestly, I remember seeing a trailer for it. And I was like, oh, that shit rocked. Like, <laughs> it looked aggressively sweet. Um, but I really love the actor in this movie, Mark Rylance. I saw him in two Broadway plays, mm. and he is phenomenal. I saw him in Bones and All, and he was terrifying, and I do not want to be near him at all in my life. It's a movie about golfing. No, Bones and All is about cannibalism. But you were close. Haha, <laughs> the old switcheroo, Phantom of the Open. This is a movie about golfing. It is about golfing. No, it, that one's about cannibalism. <laughs> nice. Do you think they purposefully called it that just to confuse people with Phantom of the Opera? Yes. Yes. I legit saw you typing in the thing and I was like, is that a typo? I don't think they made a new Phantom of the Opera. No, that's real. Yeah, yeah, of course. Ambulance. An audience member pitched Ambulance. Uh, that's it was actually, your favorite film. But that's not that's not how you say it. Ambu LA ants. <laughs> Thank you. A- Ambu LA. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, okay, I will say it's actually a fun time and the camera work is insane in it. No, God, no, Matthew's gonna beat me up. Matthew's gonna beat me. No, what's he doing? What's he what's he doing? He just went to his closet. I didn't even guy? know that was a closet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He has an ambulance LA attached. No. Wow. Huh? He's repping the brand. Look. Sponsored stream, ambulance, my official rep. <laughs> Look, honestly, the camera work was insane. It did a lot for, like, stunt work stuff. If you're talking about, like, you know, the Mission Impossibles, like the Top Gun, whatever, Tom Cruise, I genuinely think this film was it sat really well like it was an enjoyable time and the drone work that they did was really impressive so i love the pick personally you know i have a vendetta against jake gyllenhaal so i can't stand behind this one yeah actually our legal department's advised us that we're 
really not supposed to talk about any films that Jake Gyllenhaal is in. So, like, I think we have to cut the the ambulance bit here. Okay. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. We're gonna have to cut. But it. How about Yaya Abdul Mateen the second? He's cool. I mean, you can talk about him, but you can't talk about. Okay. Okay. That's okay. I, I'm sorry, guys. I just I, I didn't. Yeah. So, I I know that like. You're not in on like the no. They don't let me sit in the meetings anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd anyway, lo- I'd the love hundredth to... episode. Big changes <laughs> are a... coming your guys' way in episode <laughs> 101. Audience, way to bring the energy back, Matt. That was a weird vibe that we were creating right yeah, there. It really was, and it's no one's fault. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> This is an you, audio medium, and I keep ran, doing visual gags. You ran during a podcast to get an Ants hat, and now you're chugging a beer. No, fuck you. Jake, fuck this. Jake, you ran at the very beginning of this podcast to go get pickle li- liquor. And we like, can't see your camera. You could have been running all over the place this whole time, and we wouldn't know. <laughs> I just don't like it when we fight. Come in your way. Then you shouldn't audience. have brought up Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Big changes in episode 101. It's no one's fault what happened, but it it just is what it is. Look, if I get we got a break, another, I, I we got get a, a break. Uh, I'm going to move us on. We got another honorable mention. Someone we talked about it earlier. Someone said Miss Harris goes to Paris. I didn't see that. Rock, one. that's like a sweetheart pick. It got nominated for best costuming, and it's literally about this old lady who's like, "I haven't lived my life. I'm going to Paris to work on clothes," and it's just this old woman trying on a bunch of clothes. Like, honestly, yeah, and goes to Dior, which... Okay, you know, I, I knew you would know brand. more specifics. Like, of course you would, bougie bitch. You bourgeois. I mean, Jake, hey, you I'm, just said you didn't want to fight. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying, you know, some <laughs> of us, we we interact with hyper-luxury brands. That's just the lifestyles we live. Yeah. Kidding. You, you and I, Matthew. <laughs> true, Jake, true. I also um, have an Ambulance LA hat. I didn't run to get it. I it w- again. It, I wasn't thinking through the fact that this is an audio medium, so a visual bit isn't going to play off to the audience well. But it is what it is. But what explaining I will say, the bit out loud is an audio medium, so I appreciate that. What I will say, Miss um, Harris goes to Paris, being someone's favorite movie, very fun. That's like sweet. I like. That. I think that's like a wholesome ass pick. Like I believe them when they say that. Like there are certain ones when people say like, "Oh, that was my favorite film." Like no one's favorite film was 3000 Years of Longing. I'm sorry. Like someone pitched it sorry audience member, it was with Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba and it was visually fun for a little bit and then the ending was dog shit. That's not your favorite film of the year, man. But Idris Elba's so handsome. He's very handsome and Tilda Swinton, I love her. But Mrs. Harris Goes um, to Paris, if you tell me that's your favorite film of the year, oof, I stand I by you. you. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Any other? Uh... I'll just speed run some audience ones because we got to get to our matchup here. Prey is a great one that I loved. Uh, revitalizing the Predator like universe. Uh, fun fact about that one, like in, I guess this is a spoiler warning for uh, two franchises, so spoiler warning for that so like uh ridley scott wanted to do with prometheus beforehand uh the director of this did not want to market this as a predator movie um and wanted to surprise audiences with it um but the production companies and like big producer people got in the way of it and they're like it's never gonna sell and do well if you don't um which sucks because prey was a really great movie um really really tight movie great entry in the predator franchise if you like monster movies like i i would 
100% recommend that from last year. It sucks because it went straight to Hulu streaming, so like no one saw it, but it was a very good time. Um, so it really yeah. breathes some new life into the franchise, I think, considering mm-hmm. the last entry in the Predator yeah. franchise. And yeah, they've been doing bad. We don't want to <laughs> talk about what turns out is the solution to the plot in that film because I will have a brain aneurysm, I think, on recorded audio if we get into it. And, and remember, it's an auditory medium, so like it wouldn't <laughs> so look you as guys cool. Won't even get to en- you wouldn't even get to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that said, um, I actually I have one more. Um, <laughs> the whale. The Whale is a good movie yeah, that I wish good. I had an excuse to watch. It was a good movie. I wish someone had pitched it. Wait, you didn't um, see it? You No. So you, I, it is worth watching. That's what I've heard. Oh, but, but I liked it. you just want to talk about this is, yeah, I have a, trust issues I've heard with it's you, a Alex. Good movie, like every time you pitch a movie and talk about it, I just don't know. Well, Jake. Okay. Jake, I have pitched plenty of movies that I haven't watched. I feel like that was my go-to move for like the first six brackets. I think it's all of them. I think all of them you do that at least once. You know what? I, we can't unpack this right now. Uh, the hundredth episode, Alex reveals he for <laughs> every bracket. Basically, he's pitching movies he hasn't seen. Um, I do have uh, one more thing. <laughs> yeah. So normally we like do a whole bit of like, oh, we looks like we got an email. Um, we actually did get an email while we'll, while we were recording this, uh, and there's a link for us to watch. Wait, I thought we de- um, we, okay, we so checked I'm beforehand. Th- throw this I know, out. It came out while we were recording. I was gonna say for I was going to have like this whole big bit of like, hey guys, we've done you know the previous 19 brackets. We received an honorable mention from you know him you so so well by this point, I, but he didn't get it to us this time. However, somehow. Optimus Prime Rib has cursed me by sending this video to us. Okay. It's 13 seconds. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It's literally just Harrison Ford (laughs) presenting the Oscar for Best Picture this year. But instead of saying everything everywhere all at once, it bleeps over in like a robot voice and says Transformers Age of Extinction. And then the music from the movie starts playing. Okay, but my favorite part of that clip is the fact that the Dan one of the Daniels yeah the Daniels still stand stand up and and go oh my god he's so hyped about (laughs) Transformers winning he's just really excited but it fits with like how that Daniel looks I don't remember uh, I don't remember his last name the white Daniel (laughs) but it it definitely looks like he would have been very hyped about the Transformers winning so you know I agree with that that's Um, also it seems like Optimus Prime Rib made this edited this on his phone in the bathroom like <laughs> normally he's, he's such like, a high effort contributor from our audience but this i feel one like he had a sixth like, sense this time it was just like i need to the send video this already now. has 20 views so i don't know what you guys are fucking talking what? about so how does it have 20 views all right we need thank yeah, you get to the so matchup. much audience for your honorable mentions uh clearly we had fun with these ones we love hearing you guys participate some great ones this year we loved watching movies this past year it was a great year for movies uh thank you for watching along and participating with us we will have more opportunities for that but now yes. let's crown and a you winner. can contribute uh next time we ask for honorable mentions at tough cut pod on social media that's where we source that's all where these we do audience. it we also table but we're not going to tell you where we table yeah it's <laughs> A secret. It's a secret. Anyway, our finale matchup 
the big one of the year, the tough cutie award, the tough, whatever the hell we call it, the third biggest award show in Hollywood. It all ends tonight. Evil um, dies tonight. On <laughs> um, on one side of the bracket, we've got everything everywhere all at once. On the other, we've got Barbarian. Jake, do you want to lay those out for us? Everything everywhere is about laundry and taxes. Barbarian's about spooky Airbnb. Let's fight. Okay, everything everywhere is about so much more than laundry and taxes. It makes me so mad that you limited to that. Like, I get it. We're running short on time. Generational trauma, family trauma, laundry, taxes, hot dogs, story. It is the story of a daughter tearing the universe apart to find a, a, a version of her mother that understands her. And a mother tearing the universe apart to understand her daughter. And a father trying to get in between and prove that you don't need to tear the universe apart to do either. And that's beautiful, asshole. Via the power of God, I'm, I'm going to vote for Barbarian so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've come around that this film is a movie about care ethics. Jesus Christ. We're, we're not going to make our that matter most to you. We're not going to make our He's starting to talk about fucking deemed ethics. Deemed by the, the emotional depth of them. Either way, I, I can't give the whole dissertation on care ethics and where it slots and everything everywhere. Uh, because we got to talk about Wait, comparing but these does movies. It we got to talk you, about Barbarian. Does it make you like the movie more? I think it has before. a more coherent philosophy. I Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, because I wanted to have a conversation about it. Matt, I think, like, the idea of the this like nothing matters philosophy. Like I get that that's in the movie, but I think that is not inherent because I think at the end of the day, like the uh, daughter, like reaching out, like what she is doing, her whole purpose in the movie is that she's like trying to find the mother. Right. Like, so I don't think, you know, yeah, so that that's where I'm kind of landing it. that this is ostensibly a film about the idea that like the strength and depth of our relationships is, it goes a huge way in terms of like creating um, the value that people have to us. Uh, the premise of care ethics is essentially this idea that like uh, if you're like, Oh, would you rather have someone kill your mother or kill this child? And um, most people, because we have this depth of connection with our mothers are like, I would prefer they don't die, but like, I don't have a great moral reason to justify that. And that, that is essentially like the, the sort of defining characteristic here is that like, these are people that care so deeply for each other in such a transcendental way that like, it goes beyond our universe. Um, and, and I, I think um, the scene that resonates with me in regard to that is the Kiha um, in the, the, wealthy and famous alternate universe i don't know how to to name it's it uh the, in the mood for love like that was there yes yeah the in, the, in the the line that in another life i would be very happy to just do like do laundry and taxes with you um yeah you know we we are defined by the people that we care about and like that i think is the more coherent philosophy this movie kind of lands on rather than strictly being a film about nihilism so Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can put it's, a, we can it's put a interesting. Pin in that one. It's interesting because both these films, I feel like they they have a message and they're very creative about portraying their message. But it couldn't be like they're very different messages they're trying to convey. Um, 
Also up top, just just speaking about it right now, content warning for Barbarian, if you're going to be watching uh, Barbarian along this far along, uh, there are suggestive uh, mentions of sexual assault. Um, So please be mindful of that if you plan on watching Barbarian along with us. Uh, But speaking of Barbarian and kind of diving into um, its message about that, um, you know, we kind of talked about it a lot in the last one, and that's kind of what motivated it to get this far in the finals. We kept on unlocking more and more about Barbarian and its purposeful treatment of, you know, men who just get away with stuff or are labeled as like things and and how it, um, you know, they can get away with those things or, or it results in like, bad shit happening for other people, primarily women. It's, it's a very just, both of these are, are genre films, right? So they're, they're very creative on how they're doing their points. And, and that's why I love both of them. And, and I just wanted to also give credit because we were just talked about like the, the ethics and all that of everything everywhere, but barbarians, just the way they do it in a horror movie and horror is all about like talking about the human condition in a really, really, you know, um, interesting way. And that's why I think I think I like it so much because it's such a well-crafted story. But as opposed to which one's more well-crafted, I really don't know where I stand with it because, yeah, I, what do you guys think? I mean, I think going into Barbarian, like, I really enjoy the environmental storytelling in Barbarian and how that contributes to theme. We talked about it a little bit last time of, like, the camera work and stuff of how, like, the camera follows AJ into the tunnel differently than it follows test uh uh yes um but like the stuff with the bell in the hallway underground like that's never discussed but it leaves it there for you to like think about you know what does that mean like why is that there like why would there be a bell to the guy's room you know um and it just like uh it makes my skin crawl yeah um yeah it, it is a movie that is very happy to show rather than tell, um, which I actually think is something that both of these films do pretty well. Absolutely. Unlike Morbius that was obsessed with telling rather than showing. Jesus Christ. Just <laughs> as an example that was in this bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, specifically in relation to Barbarian, for a horror movie, it is well aware of this fact that the most horrific things that technically take place in this film are implied rather than shown. Absolutely. Um, Which, especially as it kind of ties into um, narratives relating to gender, Mm -hmm. um, I think is like, obviously a pretty sensible choice, but also just like ties into the, the movie's themes overall, I think Um, getting at some of what you were kind of, yeah. Um, letting on about and what Alex you were you're touching on with like framing of AJ and the the villain from what I don't know the 1970s yeah but it, it, as far as this question as I'm starting to ramble of which of these films is better crafted I think they're both remarkably intentional I think that's something we haven't talked a lot about when it comes to everything everywhere all at once and something that is very apparent uh, this movie's editing is wild. It's yeah, so good. the story behind it's wild. <laughs> um, yeah, to to my understanding, obviously, feel free to chime in with more context. It was like five people on their editing crew that uh, like, learned from YouTube videos on the you know while they were doing it. They are not editors. This the guy when he accepted the uh, Oscar for best editing, he's like, guys, this is my second thing. 
Uh, it was the white guy who accepted it, but hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but no, I, 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 it's very impressive. Uh, and it, it's, it's one of those things, you know, if any of my, uh, my fans here at the Tough Cut know, I love a story, especially if you got purpose and, you know, intention behind and just having a crew that really believed in this thing and just did it. And it's such a filmmaker's dream, um, to do that and to have that with the editing. I, I will say it's it's hard for me because I actually do like the editing in Barbarian a lot and I get scared of the trap that a lot of people fall into with editing where is it is it the better editing because we see more of it or is it, you know, better because it was like more like reserved, I guess is the only word I can come up with. And that's kind of where I'm at with both these just also in general. So I'm actually really glad you brought up editing is everything everywhere genuinely has everything everywhere. Um, it is a hodgepodge of things, hodgepodge of things I love. And I think they do it so beautifully. They craft it so well. They edit it so well. It all comes together in such a swirling basket of emotions. But I think what Barbarian's doing is very particular in a very still interesting and good way. So I don't know if it's it's more is more because the less is more in Barbarian with stuff too. So like, that's why I, I try to... I try to make sure that my bias isn't there of like, is it just because I'm noticing it more because it's more in my face or do I like the subtleties of the other thing more? Yeah, I think it's a really good point. I know it's something we talked a little bit about during our Oscars predictions, um, specifically relating to editing, but I also think it ties back to our conversation in relation to Banshees versus everything everywhere. Um, the nature of being, you know, everything everywhere you're given a lot more opportunities to do a lot more different types of things be that sort of like the rapid cutting through various universes that have different sets of physicality associated with their performances to different sets of like uh visual flair to different sets of um camera work um i I think it's a a really really good point uh that that we need to make that acknowledgement especially in relation to we've talked a ton uh in regards to barbarian how like its use of very very specific and intentional framing is so impressive to us um i think relatedly the editing work that goes into like the experience of how those shots are for like the camera work is one piece of that editing for sure plays into it as oh, well. Yeah. And I think it's really, especially well done. for a horror movie, you have to edit like purposely. That whole first section is edited like a stereotypical, like horror movie. And then you get Justin Long's editing, like, and it's completely different. The pacing is completely yeah. different. The tone is completely different. It's, it's meant to be a little funnier. Yeah. Like it, the, it, the film is like a, a, it's package in totality is communicating different things through its editing, cinematography, sort of all of those pieces. And I feel like Barbarian has just become a film over the course of this bracket. I have become so consistently impressed by how it handles all of those pieces. Um, I've like really talked myself into from sort of where I was at the start where I was like, I have kind of a lot of these concerns, but I'm like, actually, you know, I I think we've started to build like a, a really coherent, a coherent, you know, narrative when it comes to why it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's hard. It's hard because I think both of these films, the more you talk about them, the more like gold and love you can find. Um, and that just means they're both really good films. I mean, like they they made it yeah. to this finals for a reason. Um it's a good year for movies. Good year for movies. <laughs> Alex, I, I want to hear you more. Yeah, what do you talk Sorry, about? Sorry, yeah. No, I mean I've been, been enjoying listening to what what you guys got going on. I think like what I 
it's hard because I think there's another aspect of these movies that is like affecting how I feel about them, but it almost is like inverted also. And so here's what I mean. I feel like um, you guys mentioned horror is like typically not recognized at all. Right. Right. And so, you know, like barbarian of course was not recognized at all this year. Um, But I think, you know, it was a phenomenal movie. It felt very like quiet, but intentional. Um, It, it was very, you know, like funny, but it was like serious in its in its construction, right? I feel like besides the like mommy milkers part at the very end, like <laughs> it was largely like they weren't just throwing shit in there to be funny, right? Like I feel like pretty much all of it was very intentional. The only thing I feel like that wasn't like that necessarily that was like just because like oh it'd be really funny and awesome if she did this was like her breaking through the wall at the end for kind of no reason. Um But compared to everything everywhere where like they did so many like cheeky dumb jokes, like there's a part where um, when Stephanie Sue is like cycling through the different weapons in her hand, one of the things it turns into is an Oscar. Like Mm -hmm. they did so many just like cheesy, funny, like silly things, like reaching above whatever like they might have thought this movie could be. And then, of course, it goes and wins all the awards, the Oscars. Like I think for being so silly and having so many like silly moments like that. Um, it is so fascinating that it then went to go and win. It's amazing. So many everywhere. I'm so, I'm yeah. so proud of that movie. And that's another thing, like the pride that I feel for everything everywhere. Cause now it's won all the things. So now we can be like, Oh, but I already got it towards this movie. This kind of movie does not win all the time. Like that's, what's so remarkable about it. That's why I still pitched it this kind of movie does not win and it, and it is, and it's, it's, it's capturing the hearts of people. And that's why I like, I want to fucking root for it. Like, it's awesome. I love this movie. And so it's incredible. Like we, we have uh, what is ostensibly a film about the immigrant experience about generational trauma that has like it, that is just irreverent and goofy, but also extremely heartfelt. It had a, you know, the, the butt plug battle, like that was the <laughs> film the Academy Award said was the best fic- uh, best picture of 2022. That's insane. I think like uh, we haven't talked about it very much, the like specifics of the weird things in this movie. Um, but like the scene where it's just the rocks sitting in the like cliff landscape is so beautiful. The dialogue in it is so good. And then the way they like, break that apart by having Michelle Yeoh's rock turn and have googly eyes and like move is incredible. Like the way that it just like breaks the rules that it sets is so, so good. And I, I think another thing, just last one that I want to say with that, cause we, we really need to vote is I think that was a scene that was so beautiful to experience in a movie theater. Um, it's one of those scenes where all of a sudden you realize, Oh shit, I'm sitting with a bunch of people watching this thing. And it's like that experience you're like watching. It was like so amazing. And it's the same way you feel with horror. When I was watching Barbarian in a packed theater, oh my God, the genuine shock and joy and laughter, like it was insane. So both these are great movie experiences too, which is like insane. You love that. And you'd love to see it after we're like, you know, still trying to heal from the pandemic and, you know, still trying to get out there and watch these movies. It's just amazing. I love both of them, but we have to vote. So let's do it. Start us off. Start us off. No. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'm going for everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I think there is something 
you know, we like pride ourselves on, you know, picking movies that aren't very recognized. Um, but with all of that said, I think everything everywhere at all, uh, all at once deserves all the recognition it's getting. I think it's a phenomenal movie and I would watch it a million times. I am against all odds also going to vote for everything everywhere all at once. Um, against all odds. Against all odds. Well, because usually here I would Sorry. I would vote for Barbarian. I want to champion horror. I want to champion all the stuff. But there's just something about this movie, man. I want to give it everything, even if it's already gotten everything. So yeah, um, I've talked a lot of Big Smack, uh, Critical Darling. I'm the you know so Indian underground. Um, but I'm also going to vote for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I think that Barbarian is a truly spectacular film, but so is Everything Everywhere, um, and the multitude of things that this movie can be compared to and talked about and like the context of is just so impressive to me. Um, So with that, everything everywhere all at once wins our tough cutie award. We'll be mailing it to the Daniels. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, they already won for transformers. So that's embarrassing. That's true. As soon as (laughs) we find where their PO box is Um, with that said, if you enjoyed today's episode, um, make sure to share it with someone that you care about. Follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Next app, uh, next bracket is a special surprise. You'll go figure it out real quick. I promise. Why do you have to be the center of attention, Alex? What the. Hell?